Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Chris Maloney back with you for another edition of CW and Recap, uh, WWE Survivor Series 2020, which just got off the air about uh, 20 minutes ago. Uh, um, I'm going to say this early. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> it was uh, kind of emotional to see The Undertaker in the ring, uh, possibly for the very last time. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, very unique, very interesting when you see all of the legends who had gathered in the ring at the very end of the show. And uh, just all the memories that came back, you know, the uh, Shawn Michaels matches, the Triple H matches, uh, you know, all the way through the uh, the Godwins and Savio Vega. And, uh, you know, I was online earlier and all of a sudden they had, they had posted on uh, YouTube uh, with regards to Undertaker versus Undertaker back in 1994. I knew exactly where I was in the hype that went along with the match. But uh, anyways, yeah, it was uh, a bittersweet. Sad to see him uh, officially retire, so to speak. And uh, uh, like I said, uh, it was uh, Survivor Series tonight. So again, Chris Maloney, London, Ontario, Canada. I'm going to run down the show for you and then uh, just give you my feedback on what I thought. And uh, guys, if you're listening or watching, thank you very much. Uh, feel free to comment. I'll read your comments here on the air as well as any questions or, uh, you know, uh, anything that you liked or disliked about the show tonight, Survivor Series, let me know as well. But uh, in the beginning here, we had uh, the kickoff, the kickoff. <laughs> and uh, ironically enough, The Undertaker wasn't the only presence from 1990 felt at this show. So uh, first unofficial official match of the night was the gobbledygooker defeating R-Truth to win the uh, 24-7 championship. And uh, not sure if it was Hector Guerrero. Um, I don't know if he's still alive, actually, and I, I, I feel bad saying that, but uh, Gobbledygooker, new 24-7 champion, uh, defeats R-Truth to, uh, to win it. So that was the, uh, uh, the kickoff at the beginning of the show. Then we get into the kickoff battle royal. Um, and then it was 18-man uh, over-the-top uh, rope uh, elimination style as far as the battle royal went. So uh, nine guys from SmackDown, nine guys from Raw. Order of elimination was this. So John Morrison, Kalisto, Rey Mysterio, uh, Humberto Carrillo, Carrillo uh, Hector, sorry, not Hector, but Angel Garza, uh, Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, Shelton Benjamin, uh, Murphy, Bobby Roode, sorry, Robert Roode, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Apollo, uh, Nakamura, uh, Elias, uh, Jeff Hardy, uh, Chad Gable, and then Dominic. And what it came down to was this. Uh, Dominic thought he had won, so he went, and at one point, uh, the Miz, who was also in this match, uh, looked to have been eliminated. So he was on, basically laying down on the uh, the apron of the ring, almost to the floor, right before he gets booted from the, uh, the, the ring apron. Uh, he rolls back into the ring in front of two referees. They catch this, and all of a sudden, he gets, uh, he gets booted down to... Uh, the floor itself. Well, like I said, the referees had caught this. And when they caught this, they were like, he rolled back in. So officially he had made his way back into the ring uh, before he got booted out. So technicality, Miz is still part of this match. Um, so basically when it comes down to it, because Miz was still part of this match, uh, Dominic Mysterio didn't officially win. So when he uh, threw Chad Gable over the top, uh, there was no announcement, no music, uh, you know, no ring bell, so to speak. And it was kind of like, okay, well, why aren't they announcing this guy as the winner? And then sure enough, you see the Miz come up from behind, eliminate Dominic uh, Mysterio to uh, to win the uh, the battle royal there, uh, holding the money in the bank uh, briefcase uh, in hand. And, uh, you know, the announcers let you know that basically it is a, a pay-per-view. It is still a show. And the Miz can cash in anytime he wants to. So uh, a strong win for the Miz. Uh, good play with uh, regards to Dominic Mysterio, making him look, uh, uh, you know, important there. And uh, like I said, the Miz ends up winning the uh, Battle Royal there. Um, 
Yeah, and that was it for that. So kickoff battle. So a kickoff uh, was ended there. Uh, on the panel, by the way, it was Charlie Caruso, uh, Booker T, JBL, uh, Jerry the King Lawler, as well as Pete Rosenberg. Uh, that was your panel for tonight. Uh, backstage interviews, of course, with um, I always forget her name, the, the girl with the freckles there. Uh, but uh, she was doing backstage uh, reporting and interviews and stuff like that. And she had done one with, I think, with Paul Heyman prior to the the actual show itself. And uh, Heyman was kind of poking fun at her. So it was kind of uh, still need to see Paul Heyman doing his thing in 2020. Main show was this. So Team WWE Raw, which was AJ Styles, Braun Strowman, uh, Keith Lee, Riddle, as well as Sheamus. Uh, taking on Team SmackDown, which was Baron Corbin, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, Otis, and Seth Rollins in the opening match of the show. Uh, to begin with, Sheamus defeats Rollins by pinfall after Rollins started f- or stated for the greater good to his team, then got down on his knees, did the whole cross-out uh, arm spread there, and then basically Sheamus hit him with the uh, the, the the bro kick there and end up pinning uh, Rollins. Rollins rolls out of the ring, and they're basically chewing him up. Uh, the leftover raw guys are in a huddle and then sure enough, Braun Strowman comes up and nails them and, and freight trains them. So um, it was a, basically a clean sweep for Monday Night Raw, though. So from there, uh, AJ Styles uh, defeated uh, Kevin Owens by pinfall. Uh, Riddle defeats uh, Corbin by pinfall. Strowman then defeated Otis by pinfall. Otis put on a strong showing there. Um, he just, you know, down essentially when it comes down to it, he got outpowered in the end. And then Keith Lee uh, defeats Uso by pinfall. And as this is taking place, Paul Heyman's in the back and he's watching the monitor. He's just kind of shaking his head, uh, you know, uh, disappointed basically in Uso. And uh, that will play out uh, uh, towards the end of, uh, of the show there. So the winners, Soul Survivors, Team WWE Raw, the entire team. Uh, so AJ Styles, Braun Strowman, uh, Keith Lee, Riddle, as well as Sheamus. So uh, that was your opening match there. First comment is, oh, Sean Bates, uh, Goes and says it's Kayla, uh, which she is right. I always Kayla Braxton. And I should know that because I watched the bump before the pay per view, so I should know that. So uh, I will. Uh, I will see if I can get that right for the uh, next time I do a, a predictions or a recap show. Uh, match number two of the night: the New Day, Kofi Kingston's. Sorry, Kofi Kingston as well as Xavier Woods uh, had Big E with them, which was kind of cool to see. Obviously, Survivor Series, both brands on the pay-per-view. I take it on the Street Profits. New Day came out dressed in Gears of War 5 gear. It was kind of cool. And then they did like a little uh, intro as far as uh, Microsoft, I think, Xbox uh, One or Series X or whatever you want to call it nowadays. And then basically had showed clips of them in Gears of War 5. So kind of cool to see uh, the interaction between, uh, you know, video games outside of WB video games as well as WB characters. So it's kind of cool that way. Anyways, Big E didn't go down to the ring for the match. Uh, Mutual respect was uh, played after the match. A lot of basic, uh, you know, back and forth moves. So at one point it looked like the New Day was going to take it. Another point looked like the um, uh, the Street Profits going to take it. Um, you know, it's one of those things. I think Angelo Dawkins as well as Montel uh, Montez Ford are going to be talked about as one of the greatest tag teams in the history of wrestling. Uh, if they can last the next five to ten years, they have a gimmick that is over. Uh, they are both talented individuals, and it's absolutely amazing to see. Uh, them do what they do in the ring. And I mean, if you want to see uh, a frog splash take place, um, basically Eddie Guerrero had a great one. RVD had a great one, but you take the two of those guys and they do not, and, and they are legends. Okay. They are legends, but they do not compare to basically the frog splash and how high Montez Ford gets. It's absolutely amazing. But in the end, street profits pick up the victory. 
like I said, mutual respect between the two teams after the match was done. And, uh, you know, like I said, I see the Street Profits being uh, one of the greatest tag teams in the history of wrestling if they can last the next five to ten years. So uh, bank on that there, guys. Uh, next match was match number three, Sami Zayn, <laughs> who uh, basically put his foot in his mouth and uh, basically, uh, you know, um, this could have been a better match, I think. I, I mean, a lot of people knew going into it, Sami Zayn was going to lose. Uh, but the match itself to me was weak. Uh, the Hurt Business came down with Bobby Lashley. Uh, they kind of surrounded the ring. So anytime Sammy went out of the ring, he couldn't do anything. Uh, Sammy attempted to do the count out uh, a victory. Couldn't do that. Attempted to get uh, uh, Bobby Lashley disqualified by playing tricks and this and that. Couldn't do that. And at one point, he was just overpowered and outmatched, you know. So when it came down to it, basically Bobby Lashley put him in the hurt lock. Sammy Zayn had no choice but to give up. And makes the uh, hurt business look strong. Makes Bobby Lashley look strong. Uh, Sami Zayn, like I said, I think in the the, uh, the pre-show, the uh, prediction show that I had done, I can't see him being an IC champion at the end of the year. Um, but uh, you know, it's uh, it was Survivor Series, right? You got IC champion versus United States champion, and the US champion went over and looked strong in this one. So, uh, congrats to them. Um, Sami Zayn, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see who he feuds with over there on SmackDown. But Lashley looks dominant, and I think they should actually give him a world title run. Uh, besides the ECW championship that he once held way, way back in the day, I think he could benefit from being in a feud with, uh, you know, Drew McIntyre over there on Raw. So I, I think uh, as a wrestling fan, I'd like to see that. Uh, match number four of the night, we got Asuka, Sasha Banks. Uh, predictions here didn't take place as for Charlotte Flair coming back, but it was a good match. Uh, again, one of those matches back and forth. A lot of submission moves taking place, uh, you know, uh, Sasha Banks uh, looks very strong in this one. Asuka looked good. Oscar uh, looked good as well. Um, they kept playing up the fact is Sasha Banks had never pinned Asuka in the whole history that they've ever competed against each other. Uh, when it comes down to it, um, basically Asuka just ran into steam. Uh, Sasha Banks ended up getting her uh, in, in a pinfall and up scoring the win. Uh, so Sasha Banks for the first time ever beats Asuka. Looks as a strong female champion. No interference at all. Though. Like I said, nothing to do with Charlotte Flair. Uh, nothing to do with Carmella. No talk. I don't even think of Carmella or Charlotte Flair. And and that was the uh, the the kind of the way they went tonight. Uh, it was just kind of match for match, brand versus brand. They kind of left the storylines what were taking place on the shows alone. So, uh, guys, uh, it was a, a good match. It's uh, it was what it was. But um, again, it'll be interesting to see where Asuka as well as Sasha Banks go from here. Then we have a backstage segment here, and we see the gobbly gooker is celebrating. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, next thing you know, we see a trail of bird seed. So it's like uh, this whole big bird seed thing taking place. And the next thing you know, there's a big pile of it at the end. And it was like a whole big uh, Looney Tunes, uh, Wally Coyote spot, or, um, you know, uh, uh, who was Elmer Fudd when Elmer Fudd used to be hunting rabbits and this and that, but uh, it was uh, you know your typical WDB comedy. But uh, anyways, Gooker falls, you know, ends up falling the bird seed into this big pile, starts going nuts, starts eating the uh, uh, the bird seed, and the next thing you know, Akira Tozawa comes up from behind, rolls him up. Uh, gets the pin, and then from there, he's new uh, 24-7 champion. Well, then our truth uh, you know, basically appears, shows up, uh, nails Tozawa with a, a bag of the bird seed, and then ends up becoming the new uh, champion. So uh, truth goes into Survivor Series as champ. Uh, title changes hands three times during the show, and then he leaves as champion. So 24-7 champion uh, still is our truth And I think they said it's the 45th time that he has, uh, he has been champ. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's when I, I tell you this, when I first saw the title of Mick Foley presented on Raw that one night, I didn't think too much of it. 
But the way that they have carried this and the R-Truth character and the way that he's carried it, it's absolutely amazing to see the 24-7 championship still be relevant and still have a following. Like it's uh, it's kind of like that entertaining uh, moment of the show where you know you can rely on R-Truth to, to come up with something kind of cool and special there. Match number five, uh, Team WB Raw, Lacey. Uh, Lana, Nia Jax, uh, Peyton Royce, as well as uh, Shayna Baszler taking on Team SmackDown, which is Bailey, Bianca, Liv Morgan, Natalia, and Ruby Riot. So Lana had a good showing. And the next thing you know, she gets banished to the steps by Nia and Shayna. Uh, so the steps are right behind them in the corner there. She, they basically say, hey, get down on the second step and stay there. Don't move. Uh, you're not part of this match anymore. So uh, uh, Peyton Royce hits a superplex from the top rope to the outside into the participants at one point. So the group of girls is outside. Um, it was a tough spot because Peyton Royce uh, couldn't really get a good grip on uh, on Bailey. And uh, by the time the move hit, Bailey was on the top rope, and then basically they just went. Um, it wasn't the greatest of superplexes, but it was uh, great to see them attempt it. The only downside about it besides that was the girls that were on the floor should have protected the girls coming down on them better. Um, and, and if you go back and watch the replay, you can see um, there didn't look like to be enough support from the girls on the floor with these two falling, uh, you know, 10 to 15 feet in the air. So it was a tough spot. Um, hopefully they're both okay. I haven't heard anything else. They both continued the match. So uh, again, it was a tough spot to see. You're going to have to go back and watch the replay to see if it was really that bad. But, um, you know, congrats for, uh, for attempting and, and, and actually pulling it off. But uh, I don't want to see that uh, kind of again this year. Uh, from there, Natalia, um, she gets in the ring with Peyton Royce. Uh, she goes for um, a submission move. She ends up messing it up. And then basically she ends up putting um, uh, Peyton Royce in the sharpshooter. Gets a submission win there. So Royce is gone. Uh, Lacey then defeats Natalia by pinfall after hitting the woman's right. So that came out of nowhere. Uh, Lacey then goes and hits a Spanish fly to Bianca Belair. Uh, it looked great. Like Lacey Evans, the way she can move off the top rope or the second rope is absolutely amazing. A very gifted athlete. She only got a two count. Uh, Shayna Baszler then ends up defeating Ruby Riley by pinfall. Uh, Baszler had locked in the, uh, forget the name of the move. It's K clutch. Hold on. I've got it here. Kirafuda clutch. There we go. <laughs> so she got that Kirafuda clutch locked in and then basically uh, Ruby Riot, um, she had, she had made a pinfall. But the referee was uh, distracted, and then basically um, the referee comes over to count, and basically Ruby, Ruby Riot rolls off. Uh, she at this point is knocked out, and then basically uh, Shayna Baszler just says, oh, well, she's done, pins her, and that's that. Uh, Morgan then defeats Evans by pinfall with a crucifix bomb. Uh, Nia Jax defeats Morgan by pinfall after a huge Samoan drop. And then Baszler gets DQ'd after not re uh, releasing the Carafuda clutch on... Um, uh, Bianca Belair. So with that being said, three women are left. One of them sitting on the stairs for the entire match almost. The other two are Nia Jax and Bianca Belair. They get to the point, they get outside, they're brawling. Um, Bianca Belair, like for as small as she is, is the toughest woman on that roster. I guarantee that. She basically picked up uh, Nia Jax and threw her over uh, the barricade. And basically at, at the, you know, while well, this is taking place, um, referee counts 10. So both uh, Nia Jax, Bianca Belair get counted out. And then guess who wins the match? Lana. <laughs> and she's celebrating in the ring and the table spot had been set up, but nothing happened. Nia Jax was just kind of looking miserable on the outside and be like, you know, holy crap, I can't believe you won. I can't believe I got that prediction right. Um, you know, of all people, I thought it was going to honestly be um, 
Bianca Belair. Um, I picked Lana in the prediction show just because WWE booking. And then sure enough, the, the way it played out, uh, you know, Lana ends up getting the victory. So it was kind of cool. It was kind of neat to see. And, uh, you know, it's um, interesting to see what they're going to do with Lana from here. I watched her uh, Chronicle before uh, the show had started. It's not too bad. So, guys, if you get a chance, check out the Chronicle there on the WWE Network featuring Lana. Um, from there, we have got the announcement. The WWE TLC, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs 2020, officially announced for Sunday, December 20th. That'll be the last WWE pay-per-view for the year. Um, they've got one more special uh, coming up as well with regards to tribute to the troops and then like i said on cwm weekly this past friday uh they announced uh war games as far as uh nxt takeover goes that takes place i think i want to say the sixth there's a lot of pay-per-views coming up between them and impact wrestling as well as uh, uh roh announced as well but like i said wbtlc tables ladders, and chairs taking place officially sunday december the 20th so that'll be the next wwe prediction show that i do and like i said i'll do the nxt one as well so then we get the main event time and i was surprised here because i thought they would do taker before the main event but nope they left taker till last and they actually do the main event uh next so main event is drew mcintyre with Ro uh, so we're taking on roman reigns paul Heyman's in his corner obviously a very physical back and forth match. Final moments of the match. Roman missed a spear uh, into a, a McIntyre arm submission. The arm submission by a guy who's about 6'4", 6'5", uh, putting that move on Roman Reigns was absolutely amazing. Uh, reminded me of how quick Asuka is in putting on submissions, but it was kind of a cool moment. Uh, from there, Roman put McIntyre through the announce table, but he had to do uh, two attempts to do it. The first one didn't take. The second one, he you know basically put all his weight into it. So Drew McIntyre goes through the announce table. Uh, McIntyre gets speared through the barricade. They go back in the ring. Two counts. Uh, Drew uh, misses uh, Claymore. Spear in the ring by Reigns. Uh, two counts. So obviously, you can see the back and forth going between the two guys. Very physical match. Uh, Reigns then goes for a spear attempt. Drew hits the Claymore, but then Reigns, as he's uh, getting hit by the Claymore, ends up knocking to the referee. So referee is down. Uh, you know, Roman Reigns is down. So who comes down to the ring? Jay Uso. Uh, he interferes. Low blow by Roman Reigns. Super kick by Jay Uso. Submission by Roman Reigns. Uh, that new clutch where he basically jumps up on the guy, puts the guy's uh, head underneath his arm, and then ba basically uh, you know wraps his legs around the guy's body to the good point to the guy gets down to the uh, you know to the. Um, the ring apron there and the next thing you know it's it's done and uh referee's still out at this point so the announcers i think michael cole had made reference to the fact there's a new ref coming down the ring new ref comes into the ring uh sees drew mcintyre he's basically passing out and that's the end of the match so he calls for the match post-match though and this is what happened so jay uso ended up getting chewed out and backstage um uh, about an hour before this, uh, Paul Heyman basically sat there and be quiet. But Roman Reigns, uh, Roman Reigns, Chudo Jey Uso said, you know, he's uh, basically disgusted because of the fact he couldn't control his guys in the match that he was in. Um, you know, disappointed in the fact, you know, maybe he should be out of the family. Jimmy Uso tried to step in and say something to Roman Reigns, and basically, you know, Reigns was like, "Get out of here." And then he basically said he was disappointed in Jimmy, or sorry, Jey Uso told him to get out of there too. And then him and Paul Heyman go back into the uh, into the dressing room there. So the, so it was there was um, a lot of uh, kind of mixed feelings at this point between Roman Reigns and his cousin Jay. And then all of a sudden he gets to the main event here, and then Jay comes down to the ring, helps Roman win. And then post match, like I said, Reigns comes up the ramp. Jay is up there at the uh, the very top of the ramp. Reigns comes up, stares him down, and then next thing you know, kind of gets like a half smirk, half smile on his face. Uh, hugs his cousin Jay. Uh, Drew McIntyre is looking devastated uh, ringside there. And then basically the family is still together. So that's the, the way it played out there.
Uh, WWE 2K's Battlegrounds Undertaker code. So for anybody with WWE 2K Battlegrounds, I am one of those guys. The official code for the American Badass is just Undertaker 30. So Undertaker 30. So you put that code in into the locker room as far as WWE 2K Battlegrounds goes. And the, uh, like I said, under, under uh, excuse me, long night. Undertaker 30. And that'll get you the American Badass uh, character for free there. Um, and then we get into Undertaker 30. So... They announced all the guests at the beginning here. Uh, so ring announcer Mike Rome's in the ring. He announced Shane McMahon, uh, The Big Show, JBL, Jeff Hardy, Mick Foley, The Godfather, The Godwins, Savio Vega, Rikishi, Kevin Nash, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Triple H, all dressed in basically you know street clothes, suits, ties, everything else. And then Kane comes out, and Kane comes out in his ring gear. Uh, you know, the whole get up with the mask and the, the gloves and the uh, elbow pads and everything else. So Kane's the only one in the ring gear. Um, then all of a sudden, next thing you know, uh, they do a tribute video to The Undertaker. And then when they come back, Mike Rome announced that Vince McMahon's there in the ring. All the legends at this point have disappeared. And so uh, it, I guess it was a little bit different probably because of COVID. But the fact is, it was interesting to see because of the fact you think... I guess the Undertaker's character, too. You don't really see him interacting and shaking hands and hugging people and this and that. But they want to pay the respects, so they pay the respects. They do the tribute video. Vince McMahon's in the ring. He basically, uh, you know, uh, words of tribute to the Undertaker is one of the greatest gimmicks of all time. Um, you know, it's uh, it's not necessarily goodbye because the fact is his legend, his legacy will live on forever. And then McMahon introduced the Undertaker. Um, it was kind of interesting because they had a, a they had his regular theme, but in the beginning, it was kind of like this lightning bolt kind of. Um, if you're uh, uh, you know familiar with MIDI tunes and you know MP3s when cell phones kind of first came out, that kind of um, almost like a computer just making random noises, this and that. So that's what it sounded like. But you had these lightning bolts going back and forth and there's playing the, uh, the, uh, the Undertaker's theme music. Well, then all of a sudden the normal entrance hits, Undertaker comes out, uh, you know, it's COVID taking place, everything else, but uh, you know, the, the sound was uh, piped in, uh, you know, Undertaker, uh, just your regular kind of entrance. You couldn't really tell if you weren't looking at the crowd, the crowd wasn't actually there. But Undertaker came out, uh, said it was time for the Undertaker to rest in peace. And then this was the coolest thing in the world. I'm going to see if I can bring this up because I'm not um, that great at the overlays as far as the program I use yet. But I'm going to see if I can do this. I'm going to get rid of these two banners here. And I'm going to do this overlay thing and hopefully it works. Yeah, there we go. So that was probably the coolest graphic of the night and uh, probably the coolest moment of the night as well. And Twitter was lighting up. And I mean, people were, were sharing their thoughts. And, and um, uh, you know, it, right before that happened, you could hear Paul Bearer's voice. And um, it was uh, a touching moment for the WWE. It was basically, you see the Undertaker there, as well as uh, uh, the Paul Bearer hologram. And it was a cool touching moment by the WWE, uh, you know, to include Paul Bearer in this final kind of uh, moment for the Undertaker there. So um, very cool, emotional kind of show. Uh, with regards to uh, Survivor Series itself, I mean, you had all the matches, but uh, obviously they being overshadowed by uh, the final appearance, the final farewell of The Undertaker. Um, after the hologram, uh, Taker left a ring, basically went up to the top of the entrance ramp, uh, did the one-arm salute, uh, went, uh, you know, headed towards the uh, the backstage, and then the, the graphic for the Survivor Series logo come up. So that was it. But um, as far as the show itself goes, it's, 
it's weird because it's i don't think it's sunk in yet i mean you see the undertaker specials and you know that he's kind of officially retired from the ring and this and that but um to know if this is it um 30 years has gone by so quick i mean i remember when i first got to see him 1990 survivor series like i said in the the preview show i've seen him at least six times uh you know in person live uh wrestling and uh you know the some of his biggest moments the hell in the cell with mick foley um obviously the undertaker was the undertaker uh his wrestlemania matches the um i was with uh, my buddy sean when uh, uh wrestlemania 30 uh took place uh, we're at this place called silver city here in london watching on the big screen and uh to see the undertaker uh, uh you know the the entrance uh, just basically on that size screen was absolutely phenomenal and then to see him lose to Brock Lesnar was, uh, it sucked, you know, it really sucked. And you're in a, basically a movie theater uh, full of wrestling fans and they're watching this with you. Um, it was, uh, you know, give me goosebumps right now, actually, you know, just, uh, just thinking about it, but, um, he has, uh, he has been the, the legend for the past 30 years as well. And he basically put to shame anything WCW NWA ever did with them. Uh, so it's going to be, like I said, I don't think it's uh, honestly uh, sunk in for me or a lot of wrestling fans out there to know we may never see him in the ring with this persona again. Um, so it'll be interesting because it's, uh, it's the Undertaker, you know. And as this is taking place, all the tributes are pouring in and, and Farewell Taker is, is up there as well. And then of all people, uh, Dustin Rhodes, Gold Dust, uh, posted that basically... There's nobody better than The Undertaker as far as that gimmick, that character, that entrance goes. So, um, you know, it's um, one of those things where I don't think there'll ever be an, another Undertaker. Um, it's, you know, but it is what it is. But uh, uh, in saying that, uh, some comments here. 34 years as a wrestling fan and 30 of them have been with Taker uh, from Sean Bates. Like I said, he was sitting beside with uh, WrestleMania 30 in the Silver City there. And then Sean goes on to say, thank you, Taker. So. Uh, I agree all you know wholeheartedly with he was the greatest gimmick probably in the history of wrestling, but he definitely number one in my opinion had the greatest uh, entrance in the world uh, as far as wrestling goes. So guys, with regards to uh, this show, uh, you always know that I always do match of the night as well as wrestler of the night. So match of the night is right here. So Drew McIntyre taking on Roman Reigns is my match of the night. Uh, it's hard to argue with that. It was hard hitting back and forth. Uh, Fast-paced action um, for the most part when it came to the end, um, you know, but uh, when I looked at the the past matches that had taken place the whole show, uh, it's an easy pick for me. Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns as far as match of the night goes. Uh, for wrestler of the night, it's got to be The Undertaker. I mean, he, he um, you know, it's, it's a career that will be cemented in wrestling 50 years now, from now, 100 years from now. But, uh, you know, Undertaker, it's... Um, it's you know it's it's i i teared up i i didn't i didn't tear up when i saw him but i teared up when the legends came out and then all of a sudden it started bringing back all the memories and this and that so uh wrestler of the night obviously for me is the undertaker so hashtag farewell taker was the official uh hashtag on twitter uh so all you gotta do is type that into twitter and you'll see all the tributes coming in to him and uh yeah it's a, a good 30 uh, 30 years and it's hard to believe it's 30 years to the day november 22nd 1990 uh, that taker, you know, was uh, uh, part of that WB. And uh, now he's, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what he's going to do. So it'll be interesting there. But uh, uh, guys, there is the best way to get in touch with me at Chris Maloney CWN 
yeah, reach out to me on Twitter as well as Instagram. If you ever have any comments uh, with regards to the show, feedback at cwnonline.ca. Obviously, the website, cwnonline.ca. Uh, check it out, uh, Survivor Series recaps, as well as you can check out the prediction show and everything I've ever done including stuff I've talked about with regards to, I think, greatest gimmick. I think Taker was, he might've won that when I, when I did fantasy warfare tournament, but uh, you'll have to go back and check that out. CWNonline.ca. Um, like I said, uh, Chris Maloney, at, or sorry, at Chris Maloney, CWN, uh, best way to get in touch with me. And other than that, we will be back for episode number uh, 15. I think it is uh, coming up this coming Friday. 1340. Yeah, it is episode number 15. So episode number 15 of CWN Weekly uh, coming up this coming Friday. So uh, that will be November 27th. I've uh, been doing afternoon shows lately. I've been enjoying it a little bit more. So uh, you'll probably see it hit about 3 o'clock. If I don't do the 3 o'clock show, it means I'll be going to the, uh, the old regular time at about 7 p.m. But I have the uh, the ability right now to do uh, uh, afternoon shows. Uh, so, you know, my wife's a teacher, so I've uh, no interference there. So uh, I've, uh, I've been enjoying doing the afternoon shows at 3 p.m. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, CWN Weekly, episode number 15 uh, coming up uh, this coming Friday. So, guys, that is it. Until next time, uh, thank you very much for watching and listening. Like I said, uh, feel free to hit me up with email or follow me on social media. And uh, other than that, it was a great Survivor Series. Go back and watch it if you can. And uh, again, uh, farewell, Taker. Thank you, Taker. And, uh, you know, it's been one hell of a career. I'll, I'll tell you that much right there. So, guys, until next time, uh, thank you very much for watching and listening. And we'll see everybody this coming Friday. Thank you. Wow, wow.